From MinTech, the Micro Nanotechnology Education Center, this is Talking Technicians, the podcast about technicians, who they are, what they do, and where they come from. I'm your host, Peter Kazarnov. I teach technicians and engineers at Portland Community College. In each episode, you'll meet a working technician and hear their story. That means real interviews with real technicians about real jobs. At the end of each episode, you'll hear actions you can take if you want to be a technician too. In this episode, you'll meet Sean. Sean works at JPL, located in Pasadena, California, but Sean's remote in Portland, Oregon. Sean, welcome to Talking Technicians. Hey, Peter. Uh, Happy to be here. So tell me about yourself. Uh, Where do you live and how long have you been there for? So I currently live in Portland, Oregon, and I've been here for about 10 years. I moved here right after I graduated from college the first time, I guess the only time I've graduated from college. Um, And yeah, yeah. So 10 years I've been here. And I mentioned in the intro that you work for uh, JPL. What does JPL stand for? And where's that uh, compared to where you are? And how do you do that? So JPL stands for Jet Propulsion Laboratory. And they're one of the um, many NASA centers around um, the US, NASA being the National Aeronautics and Space Administration. Um, you may have heard of Houston or Cape Canaveral. JPL is just another NASA center, and it's located in Pasadena, California, um, which is basically part of Los Angeles and Southern California. But you work uh, remotely in Portland, Oregon. Uh, how does that work? Right. So most of the work I'm doing for JPL is software focused at the moment. Um, I'm doing some modeling work and we can go go into what that means a little bit later. Um, but basically I just work from my, my computer at home. Um, if in, in different times I would have been, you know, if there wasn't a global pandemic going on, I, I probably would have been in Pasadena doing my internship there. Um, but given the circumstances, I'm, I'm, I'm happy to, you know, work remotely. And what's your job title at JPO? What do you do day to day? Um, I suppose I'm a research intern at the moment. Um, the day-to-day work um, can really change. Um, in some sense, a lot of it is an educational experience. Uh, they, I, I, I work for a, a science team that works on modeling um, basically how, how ice sheets um, evolve through time and, and the subsequent sea level rise. And so we're doing um, really detailed modeling to try to do predictions in, into the future of what um, what the effects of climate change or other factors might be. How much do interns make at JPL and NASA? Uh, so yeah, that's a good question. And I actually had a previous NASA internship over the last summer that paid the same. So I can say that <laughs> JPL and NASA and other NASA centers paid the same. Um, I did the math, and it's roughly. Uh, $17 an hour. Uh, but we're, we're paid as a, in, in three big lumps, uh, as a stipend basically. Um, so for 16 weeks of work, I made somewhere around $11,000. 
And you mentioned that you do uh, software modeling. Uh, what does that entail, and uh, what kind of skills have you learned to be able to do that kind of work? Sure. So here at JPL, um, the software package is uh, it's called the Ice Sheet and Sea Level System Model, and it's been written by a team of scientists at JPL and um, University of California, Irvine, over the past decade or so. Um, and as part of some cutting edge research they're doing on um, ice sheet modeling and sea level modeling. Um, most of that software is all written in C, uh, the C programming language that does all of the, the backend work. But for me, what I'm working in and what most of the interns are working in and what anyone who would use this software except for the developers are working in is uh, MATLAB. And so there's basically an, an interface um, of MATLAB on top of the, the, the C language that allows us to do stuff a little more easily. Um, and day to day I am, you know, doing toy models. Maybe I'm doing an experiment saying like, let's say that a hundred meters of ice melted all across Antarctica. What is the subsequent sea level rise in Tokyo? Or, you know, so I might set up that as a toy model, or I might be, well, one of the big projects that I'm working on right now with some other interns is we're working on creating some algorithms that are able to, uh, map coastlines um, from satellite data and you know hopefully in the future we can use that algorithm to um, track how coastlines are evolving as we have more and more satellite data over the next um, decades and uh, even centuries that sounds really neat um, are there any opportunities for professional growth at JPL and NASA uh, I'm sure there are the uh, w- w- within the context of an internship um, I know the 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 path is a little strange. One of the people I work with is a full a full full time intern and a PhD student, and basically his job, so to speak, how he pays his bills, is he is a full time intern for this team um, while he's getting his PhD. Um, as far as permanent positions, I know that JPL and NASA in general have um, a sort of breakdown of different types of employees. A lot of them are contractors. Um, but NASA also has a lot of um, what they would call civil servants, so permanent employees. And as far as I know, um, the civil servant positions are relatively uh, difficult to get because only a, a fixed number of them exists because these are government organizations and they don't tend to grow very much. And so positions only open as people retire. But um, the the contract positions are um, often open up as needed as big projects come along. Like let's say a rover is going to Mars, you know, they need to bring on a bunch of um, people in all kinds of disciplines to, um, to help out. So um, there, there's definitely opportunities for growth in that sense. Um, I'm not, to be honest, I'm not super keyed into um, a lot of the, the internals of how that would work, but um, certainly as an intern, you, um, if, 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 if I had the time, the, the team that I'm working with would, would be happy to keep, keep, uh, keep having me on. How did you land an internship at NASA and JPL? What was your work and your education experience uh, before working there? Sure. Um, so I've had sort of a interesting journey. <laughs> uh, the, the short answer is I applied for it and, um, you know, got the right letters of recommendation and had the right classes and um, had the right set of, or like an appropriate set of skills. And I, I got the job. Um, but the, the long answer 
is that uh, I, you know, I mentioned I moved to Portland right after I got my first degree. My first degree was in, um, in physics, but I got really disillusioned with academia at the time and really spent a lot of time in Portland doing a lot of other things. So I did a lot of rock climbing. I, I worked at a makerspace and learned to weld, learned to do woodworking and um, was sort of teaching myself the Python programming language on the side um, just for fun. And because I thought it might be appropriate later on as I've always, I'm always wanting to get into different things that I want to learn. Um, eventually I went back, decided to go back to school about two years ago for a mechanical engineering degree. And, um, it turned out that these Python skills that I'd built up that weren't really applicable to, or not that they weren't applicable, but they weren't part of the mechanical engineering curriculum ended up being really useful for a, a bunch of different things. And, uh, that's what ended up landing me my first NASA internship, which wasn't at JPL. It was at their Langley center in Virginia. And with, with that team, I was doing more, um, uh, machine learning and statistical analysis related stuff with Python. Um, and yeah, so basically I went on this long journey of learning a bunch of things. And, um, now that I'm back in school, this, uh, this thing that I learned along the way is, um, has helped me land these, these jobs. Yeah. What was something unexpected about working in a NASA internship that you only learned after you started? Sure. Um, well, there's a few things. Uh, I guess I, I didn't expect there to be. Hmm. So both of the teams I worked for were both research teams. Uh, so they were, they're mostly working on projects that aren't so definite. Um, and they're largely funded by by grants, by internal grants through, through NASA or through JPL. And so a lot of their work actually ends up being analyzing what JPL or NASA needs and sort of tailoring what they can research towards it so they, they can receive the money to keep researching. The team I work on currently is really, they're really professors, they're universe, they work for a university and they're, they're contracted through JPL. Um, and so a lot of, they, a lot of their work is, um, is focused on uh, how to get paid, honestly, be, 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 because they aren't um, permanent employees. Um, not that it seems to be a problem for them, but I think it's just the nature of doing um, government-funded research is that there's a lot of uh, stuff you have to do to to um, to secure payment. Um, so that that was a little surprising, but it, it's been really interesting to learn about. Uh, otherwise, I think I've been surprised or just like pleasantly surprised by how, um, by how easygoing everyone has been. I guess I, I expected NASA to be this really um, strict and um, sort of tight organization that's um, that that plays by a lot of rules, and in some sense it does. Uh, but it's been really nice to have people be, you know, really playful and humorous and everything as well. What advice would you give current students or people that want to transition careers like you were talking about earlier uh, that might want an internship at NASA like you have? Sure. Um, I mean, this is this might be seem like really generic advice, but I think the most important thing just about anyone can do is 
just do what you find interesting and do it, do what you love. You know, um, I, I'm in a bit of a weird position. I, I mean, to be honest, I'm actually struggling a little bit with, with, with how the, the pandemic has affected me with virtual school, which I really wasn't enjoying. Um, and the reality is I'm, I'm not very motivated by my salary. And so the, I have to enjoy my work. Um, and, and actually to, to piggyback on the last question a little bit, the, um, the other thing that's been really surprising is that as much as I really enjoy working with Python and doing these kind of things, um, I've, I've discovered this year that, um, as a career, I, I really don't want to work alone at my computer in my room. Um, as much as I'm, I'm like working for NASA and working for JPL, it's amazing. Um, but I'm also, uh, struggling in certain ways just because the, the nature of the work is very difficult for me. So I think, you know, be, be honest with yourself about, um, what you enjoy and what, what's important to you. And, um, and just, I, I think everyone will sort of find, find a path that way. If, in my opinion. What do you imagine as coming up in your future after your internship ends? Sure. So I, um, I've been delaying going back to school until it's back in person. And as of right now, Portland is allowing um, their universities to be back in person in this coming fall term. So I intend to be back in school. Um, and yeah, down the line, once I graduate or I, I, I might be switching over to a, um, to a higher level degree. And I'm, I'm not really sure exactly what my plans are, but the, the overarching goal is to, um, is to hopefully, um, work for NASA in some real sense, not just as an intern. I've always had a, uh, a dream of being an astronaut, but, um, you know, again, I have to be honest with myself. I think it might be a little bit too late for that. I'm not, I'm also not like an air force pilot and a bunch of other things, but you know, in, in my own way, I can, if, if working for NASA helps me, um, help other people be astronauts or help, um, us get probes and everything into space. That's like, that's a really cool thing to do. And so that, that that's really exciting to me. Besides earning money, uh, what do you see advantages of uh, getting internships at places like NASA? Sure. Um, well, I mean, it, it's it's sort of a two-pronged thing where it's an incredible educational experience um, to work with, you know, like literal rocket scientists, right? I wasn't working with rocket scientists, but, um, but real NASA engineers um, and see what the um, see what the nature of their work really is. And, and these are all like really smart people. Every, everyone I work with is, has a PhD. Um, I, I definitely feel like the, the dumb one in the room plenty, plenty of the time, but it's really just cause I don't have the experience. Right. Um, and, uh, yeah. And, and, but beyond that, I mean, it just, it looks great on a resume, of course. Um, and I don't know. I think there's, I think if you take pride in your work and um, do these kind of internships, it um, it really just gives you gives you the confidence to 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 do more and better things. So, well, Sean, thank you so much for sharing your story about uh, how you went from one degree and then learned a bunch of skills and then moved on to internships and also uh, told us about what your future may hold. Um, 
So uh, please keep in touch. Sounds good. I will, Peter. Bye now. Talking Technicians is produced by Mintech, the Micro Nano Technology Education Center, through financial support from the National Science Foundation's Advanced Technological Education Grant Program. Opinions expressed on this podcast do not necessarily represent those of the National Science Foundation. Join the conversation. If you are a working technician or know someone who is, reach out to us at info at talkingtechnicians.org. We're always looking out for great guests to share more stories with you.